I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Board of HQ is now here. Happy to be here. Um, Yoda's B and Brandon. John's here. Hi, John. I think my favorite thing about our new headquarters is that there are 3,000 people here on a Wednesday. And it's playing like old school club music. Like 90s R&B. We just had Ponies Genuine. Um, Pony by Genuine. We had My Boo. Um, so you, guys, you guys know how much I love crowds and parking problems. <laughs> Those are like my favorite things. So this is great. Um, my only request, um, this is, oh, this is uh, Stu, by the way. I don't think. Did I get the formal introduction? All I ask tonight, boys, don't get me fired. Well, I don't... Gil needs this sale. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm not sure what we could say that would get you fired, because clearly, Surly, I mean, even if you did a... You, you could go to any other table and be with people who are thrilled to be here. The looks on people's faces, it's like children at Disneyland. Except and there are, are people here, here drinking beer. Because you can be kind of loud and let them run around a little bit. So, as uh, a side note to Zach and Melissa Floyd, Emmett would love it here. Yep, this <laughs> is Emmett's jam right here. <laughs> Emmett would have a, he could go in the kitchen right back there and just play with the blender. Exactly. This is why it's, we're the official podcast, because we do an advertisement for Surly at the, at the beginning of every show. The only thing left is we need to have them pay us. Yes. So we'll work on that. They're paying Stu. They're paying Stu. One out of three of us You're is getting, getting paid. paid. Right? You're yes. not an intern? I am, I am getting paid for this. Hell yeah. So it works. Yeah. It all works. The system works. All right, so we're going to talk sports tonight. Is Clarence uh, here? Clarence is not here tonight. No. Okay. Clarence is being represented by the giant pretzel that Brandon's eating. And there was a guy in a uh, uh, Pommonville jersey uh, who was here, only had it uh, shortened to Palmer. And I don't know if that's a real thing or not, if that's how, what uh, the actual Jason Pommonville goes by. That's what he wears when he's not at the ring. Okay. Which is often, because he sucks, right? That's yeah. Well, he scored like 12 goals last night. But. Okay. okay. You know, it worked out perfectly, and I feel like this happens almost every time we mention Clarence's name when he's not here. Thuggish Ruggish Bone came on the jukebox. 
It's not, sort of one of those of things that happens. Every time you say his name, it automatically comes on. So I would suggest try that when you go out next time. As Clarence here immediately thug a shrug his bone, which is fantastic. John, do you know that this is what that song is called? No. You look a little No. Little remember, I want you to remember that I'm from Hortonville. Yes. So any country song that was popular right. in the 90s, no problem. Bone I can sing along. Harmony is probably just getting there now. Yeah, that... They're just yeah. finding out about, like, Genuine, which was playing before. Uh -huh. That is now popular. Yeah. No, this is from, like, the mid-90s. It's a great song. All right. So let's start out talking with, uh, on what a sad note for you guys. The Super Bowl, walk me through your emotions having to deal in a, in a, having to live in a world where that happened to one of your most hated franchises ever. Um, our Flacons, our Skull Flacons, um... It was um, amazing to watch that happen in real time, knowing exactly that that was what was going to happen, because that's just what happens now. We're in we're in the zone where things like this are just going to be an everyday occurrence. You're going to get yep. a Patriots Super Bowl. You're going to get a Jeff Sessions Attorney Generalship. It's just it's just just a cascade of shit. Evil evil always wins. Evil always triumphs. Evil wins, everyone. That's how I felt during the game. And I was so close to being so wise, talking about how the Falcons were going to win on the podcast last week. They were ahead 28 to three. I predicted three. I predicted just a terrible game in which the Patriots won by 50. So that was actually worse. It was actually worse than Patriots domination. Because I started to believe. Not that I started to believe. I just I can imagine the mindset of Mark Wahlberg, who's like. Yeah, back in Patriots. Don't count Boston out. You messed with the wrong city. <laughs> I don't even know if that's part of the movie, but I think it is. I think it is. It, yeah. yeah, you can never keep Boston down. Will Leach wrote a column this week, and I feel like I talk about him a lot. He's one of my favorite writers. About in the future, we're all going to, in the near future, he basically said, like, almost immediately, we're all going to be talking about that comeback as if it was inevitable. But he's like, it was not inevitable. It feels like it now, but at the time, it was like, oh my God, a million crazy things have to happen in a row, and if one of the million doesn't happen, they will not win the game. And somehow, they fucking, all million of them happened. Well, it never felt that settled to me, just because it was like, well, the Patriots could easily score four straight drives. Yeah. We know that's true. But they have to. Like, even, remember at the time when it was, like, 28 to 9 with a few minutes left? Yeah, but... It was, like, a fourth and three on their own 30. That was the game ender. Do you remember what it was like those. to watch, like, the Yankees in the late 90s and the early 2000s every time they played the Twins? Right. And you're like, all right, they're down to their last out. They're down by nine runs. Literally 14 <laughs> straight guys have to get on base for them to win. And that's what would happen. And then they got to bring in Mike Trombley yep. to face Jason Just to throw his And there's no way that could happen because it's pouring down rain and the wind is blowing in and it's the 19th inning and Giambi's swung the bat 40 times already. There's no way he can hit it. Oh, he just hit a grand slam yep. in the game. So I, I remember there was the other day somebody posted an article about late break and Greg Maddox and how all of his stuff was really late breaking and yes. that's what made him so great. It was a great Mike Trombley was the exact opposite yeah. of Greg Maddox. <laughs> yeah. It broke a foot away from his hand and then stopped breaking. Yes. It's called Pitch Tunnels was the article. Yeah, it was about Pitch Maddox. Tunnels. Really, really good article. Mike Trombley was notable in that his pitch tunnels started 10 feet outside his own body. But you had, it was like 
he threw the ball to someone who was standing 10 feet off the mound, and then they soft-tossed it into yes. the zone. That was facing Mike Trombley. Uh, so continuing on our ongoing Surly advertisement, they are now playing I Got Five on it. I this song, I think, it. did make it to Ardenville. This did? By the okay, 90s. Good. That's, it's going to be interesting as we go through the night. You tell me what you've heard and what you have yeah, this, this is a good. This is a good test. So you, so we're two for three. Yep. You had heard Pony. Well, everybody's heard Pony. You have heard I Got Five on it, but yep. you had not heard Thugger Ruggers. I would not have been able to identify any bone thugs in Harmony. So. The I, science teacher in Ardenville was Thuggish Ruggish Jones. No. <laughs> I don't know why she was called that. <laughs> Science teacher in Orangeville. You didn't Bell get that is. the first time, and then we looped back around, and you had your Thugger Shark's yes. bone joke yes. ready to go. I had it ready to go. Thank you Dude, for bringing just it back. Stu, you should see the sheet of paper that's sitting in front of Stu just, just with crossed out stuff. Just is brainstorming. Waiting for, waiting for it. Waiting gonna for it. You're going to have to eat that mic, Stu. Oh, I'm sorry. Waiting for it. Here. Waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> Stu, given that it's 2,000 decibels in here, leaning forward is going to be good for you. Okay. Yeah, we're huddled in like there's a... Like we're freezing. Like we're embarrassed to be doing a, a podcast campfire in front of with 12,000 people around us. And everybody's staring at us because we're at a, a small table and our noses are all three inches away from each other. We're all huddled in like we're all trying to... Okay. But anyway, I, I would, think that Will is correct and that that was not inevitable. Even I, as a person who wanted to believe, was like, there is no fucking way that this happens. There has to be... Onside kicks have to be recovered, or a crazy uh, fumble has to happen, which it did. Um, they're going to have to be knocked out of field goal range when they're in it, which it did. Like, I just didn't think all these things could continue to happen. The two-point two conversions they got, the fucking coin flip they got. Like, I, I am on Team Will, as I usually am. That was not, oh, my God, the Patriots always find a way. Because they never have found a way in that scenario before. That was just fucking crazy. Expect the worst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I I liked the first three quarters. I liked the halftime with Lady Gaga. Gaga was good. She was very good. Yeah. As Corey said, celebrate talented weirdos. She's sure. one of them. And I just, it was, it was great. It was, Atlanta was playing an Atlanta game, just, you know, spreading everything out. Two good running backs. Freeman was great. Freeman was Julio so Jones was insane. Yeah, everyone's talking about that catch by what's his name from the Patriots, whose name I temporarily Edelman. forgot. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Julio Jones's catch on the previous drive yes. was far, far better. Which, oh, which looked like at that point, it was like, okay, that's it. They at least got a field goal now. It's over. That I I think that Julio Jones catch was the best catch yeah, I've ever seen in my if life. They had, if Atlanta had not shipped like 18 different beds it was like once, it was like all we would be talking about. Randy yeah, Moss's catch. best catch ever and yeah. Chris Carter's best catch like, ever had a baby and became exactly. one super catch. It would have been like one of those that was Julio Jones' catch. It would have like been Lynn Swan's catch in that, uh, I want to say, Super Bowl 7 or whatever. It's yep. Just, yep. It, was, it was beautiful. It was it's such a bummer that no one's going to... You know what that's going to be? That is the Rajay Davis home run. Yep. Fucking <laughs> that hits the camera and makes it turn around six times. Like, that poor guy should be a hero for the rest of his life, and because of things that happened completely out of his control... The only people talking about it are three idiots podcasting. Like, that's it. No one else gives a shit about that catch. And you're right. There have been more maybe game-swinging um, catches that we know. You're talking about the Lynn Swan or whatever. That Was that who that was? Lynn Swan, yeah. Um, and we always talk about the... Um, 
Mario Manningham and obviously the helmet catch with what's his David Tyree. 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 Thank you for also forgetting someone's but those name. Were, I just did that for you. I mentioned it right The dude from Pittsburgh, Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. Well, Holmes, I was going to say all of the other ones until you just completely obliterated my point with your really good example, goddammit. Um, was that the other ones were really fluky and lucky. Yeah. And Julio Jones was not. It was completely a guy making the perfect catch in the perfect moment. Yeah. Maybe the best uh, comparison, recent comparison, is uh, Larry Fitzgerald's touchdown before the San Antonio Holmes touchdown. Yeah. That one where he just, like, broke into the open and ran a 1,000 yards. That might have been the one. Every one of those catches sucked compared to that Julio Jones. I know. That's, okay. That's how good uh-huh. that catch was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little angry that we're even talking about that. That was My such a good catch. My wife immediately, at the start of the game, was all in on the Falcons. Because she listens to the podcast. She's a good person. Yes. She hates me, obviously. <laughs> so she was just... But then it got, they got up so much that she, like most people who are level-headed, was like, I just kind of want some drama. I'm bored. I'm going to stop watching. Now I want the Patriots to make this a game. So then she started cheering for them and then was like, oh, my God. Oh, no, what's going to... And then we both immediately were like... For like half the game, we're cheering for the Patriots, and then I think at the same time we're like, "Oh my God, we don't want the Patriots to win anymore. This is going to fucking crush an entire city." The only saving grace is that nobody in Atlanta actually gives a shit about sports. Yeah, it's the only good thing about this is that everybody's already. The over Falcons Atlanta. losing the Super Bowl yeah. was on the page two behind Georgia recruiting news in the Atlanta paper. Lonnie I mean, Smith can go into any store in Atlanta and be, you know, waited on. You know, he can be appreciated. He doesn't have to worry for his safety. Whereas yeah. Bill Buckner. We'll still get beaten up with a tire iron if he walks into like a, a subway. And, like, yes, this is game. one of the best football teams, sadly, for it to happen to. Buffalo, I think Buffalo would just be shut down in general. Uh, what was Well of Despair? We're ordering beers. I just ordered a beer called the Well of Despair, which makes me feel like, you know the albino in The Princess Bride? It was actually brewed for a band called Skeleton Witch. Okay, okay, thank you, really? Sir. Welcome to the Well of Despair. <laughs> oh, it's a, a shoop is on, by the way. John, has also a song. Also right. a song that made it okay. to the Ortonville in the 1990s. He's on a hot streak now. Three yes. out of four. Right now, all, all four Ortonville listeners are just really enjoying all this Ortonville yes. talk. They don't care about it, but they're going to keep listening to see what comes on next yep. and understand if it came We're going to talk more about Ortonville teachers. Okay, so let me ask you. Um, moving on from that Super Bowl, because it doesn't sound like you guys really want to continue to hash this out. It was Evil wins, sad. man. It's yeah. depressing. Um, yeah, like, it, it ruined... And let's give Tom... I, I don't want to give Tom Brady credit ever, but my God, he was great in the second half. I mean, he just hit everybody. That, without his best player, easily without his best player, I mean, it's a nondescript group of wide receivers. I think we should note, because I'm a terrible person, that Brady did throw a terrible pick six that put his team in the hole he really in the first did. place. He really did. But yeah, the second half, he was just lights out. So, I mean, what are you going to do? And an embarrassing dive. I'm more... I mean, he was like 15 feet from trying to tackle that guy. He had to know how embarrassing that would be after the interception. I, Just let I, it go, man. Take the L. They showed the replay like 40 times, and I enjoyed it more every oh, time. Oh, God. What are you Watching thinking? him dive and miss by 20 feet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let me ask you this. John, mostly for you. What month are you planning to get pre-furious about all of the weather 
being the national discussion next year's for next year's Super Bowl about how cold Minnesota is. Are you planning a month when you're going to be pretty furious? Like we're all going to be furious, but you're going to be mad before it's even a discussion. And I'm, I'm going to be when, mad about people who are complaining about the weather. Yes, it's going to be a national topic for two weeks of like. Oh, I do. Holy I very much hope that it's 22 degrees below zero <laughs> the day of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Just to stick it to them. Just because. I don't know, I like feeling good about myself or something I didn't earn. Okay. Like, I live here in Minnesota and I'm never leaving Minnesota. Yep. But that's just an act of pure stupidity in the wintertime. So, in order to feel better about what is objectively a terrible decision, which uh-huh. involves living in, living in Minnesota. the yep. northern Great Plains uh-huh. in the wintertime, yes. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to feel superior to people who complain about the cold, even though I complain about the cold far more than any of them. I feel like we're turning, you're turning into Optimus, John, and you're going to be so angry for so many weeks in advance when people are like, how do people live here? And you're going to be like, fuck you! Yeah, that could happen. I see it happening. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be regular furious. But I don't know how pre-furious I'm going to get about it, but I think it will happen sooner than we think. I think we're going to be bitching about it in, like, June. It's like, oh, here we go. It's coming up. It's I think, coming up. I think it's more likely we'll all be complaining. Earlier tonight, before we started podcasting, we already started complaining about the traffic in town the week of the Super Bowl. We did. We were like, it's going to be so hard to get to it. So we're already pre-furious. Yeah, we're already pre-furious. Now, is uh, that part of uh, uh, 169 going to be done before then? Uh, yes, it'll be done in like October. Okay, and what about that work they're going to do on 94? I don't know about that. That looks like a traffic report. That seems like a really bad idea to work on 94 anytime before a major event. I'm going to regret this, but I have to think even those idiots down at City Hall have thought about those same tall politicians. Of, the influx of traffic that'll be happening next winter. Um, Stu, this is not, again, a question that's relevant to you. John, are you going to look to rent your house? I was just going to ask you the same question. (laughs) My wife brought that up yesterday. I was like, no, I don't want weird people in my house. It is a weird thing. And I live, I mean, I live nowhere near downtown Minneapolis, so. Right. Um, I was talking to a couple of uh, people in the uh, hospitality uh, hospitality industry this past weekend. Um, one of them works out of the MOA, and one of them works at Place in Seven Corners. Um, they're, no one can get off work. They're all yep. work, all hands on deck all week. Um, the MOA guy uh, says that as far as he's heard, if you want to get a hotel room, you have to start at Afton and go out. Really? So, or pay out the notes. It's like hundreds of dollars for a shitty Motel 6 in Burnsville. Wow. No offense to Burnsville. No, Burnsville can take it. Burnsville's old enough and big enough. Burnsville's not listening. For this criticism. (laughs) None of our parents live in Burnsville, so they're not listening. We're already done. Uh, Well, I'm going to look into it. I might do it. You should. What if I can get two grand? You can probably get a mortgage payment on it, you know? God, that'd be unbelievable. Get a bill paid off? All you got to do is go to Home Depot and buy some sort of lock... You can drill into one closet and put all your shit that actually matters into that closet. 
so the hooligans that are renting can't get to it. Everything else is like, fuck it. I can replace I anything else in here for the two grand that you gave me. What if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl? You're going to have Boston idiots in your house doing God knows what to your stuff. You messed with the wrong renter. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in, the, you open the door, all the dropkick Murphys walk in. <laughs> just Ken Casey. They're, 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 Hiya, buddy. They're just playing God, crap. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I don't even know why that was my guy. I thought That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I'm... Who knows what they'll do? So, it'll, it'll all come down to whether my wife who wants the money or right. me who wants no weird people in my house putting stuff up each other's butts or whatever. Your wife's going to win. I'm very much like... I very much become Clarence at times like this. Would Clarence rent out his house during the Super Bowl? No, he would not. Oh, God. No way in hell. I, I can't even... He'd be on the porch in a rocking chair with a shotgun. He wouldn't just even have a general. rocking chair. He's just sitting on an upturned five-gallon More so than bucket. usual. He would be on <laughs> yeah, yeah, his front porch. Just sitting on his riding mower with his arms crossed. Two <laughs> rifles, like, over yeah. in a bandolier over his back. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just yelling at ice cream trucks going by. Just try anything. Okay, new song. John, Tupac. Did Tupac get to Ortonville? Yes, but I don't Not recognize the song. This is Changes. It was after the... Oh, this is... I remember that song. Okay. You got to remember, it was the late 90s, and rap yep. was very popular, even among the pasty, lily white children yep. of Horton. So, you know, you know me, Pucci, eternal child. I tend to think that everything is better now than it used to be, and I'm not nostalgic about anything, with one exception, rap music. Rap music's gotten worse? Yeah. Yep. I feel like I used to be able to rap to stuff, and now they're so good, I can't. What would Nick Nelson say if he was here? I don't know. It's Nick Nelson, I'm here to say. Rap rap music's it. improved in every day. That's what he'd say. <laughs> that is what he, he says that every time. I like that one. I'm I, happy with that show. <laughs> High five, too. I've actually never once heard Nick Nelson speak in a regular manner. It's always, my name's Nick Nelson, and I'm here to say. Yeah, some sort of sentence and then, after. And then, and then he goes into some baseball statistics about pitch tunnels. It's very strange. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I don't know what he would say. I may be wrong in some ways, but that to me is like the the only thing I'm nostalgic about. So. All right, enough Super Bowl talk. All right. Uh, okay, John. Did you want to talk about the Twins? Oh, yes. You want to bitch about the Twins? No, I want to tell you about my process. I've been, I reverse engineered baseball success. And it took a lot of work. I've been studying this for months. And here's what I want to do. And I'm, I'm glad you're sitting down, Brandon, because I know you like stuff like this. I'm expecting that the main TED conference, I'll be a keynote speaker there. And I also will probably get one of those MacArthur Genius Grants. Wow. Because so of my exciting. process. The important thing to know is that it's, I call it the process. So here, here's what it is. It's been this trademarked, gonna, but sure, keep This going. is going to blow your mind. The pro this is the baseball version of the process. You want me to trust this? You're gonna have to trust the process. Here's what the here's what the twins need to do. They need to draft well and develop those players into good players uh -huh. while also making shrewd free agent signings. Hold on, hold on. You gotta start over. I've never heard of a concept like this. I I reverse engineered the good teams in baseball. Uh-huh. And that's how you get to be a that's good baseball what they player. They did. They did two things. Yep. Simultaneously. It's like in parallel. Have you ever heard of this guy called Sam Hinkie? He was the GM John, of the Seventy Sixers. Thank you very much for bringing this up. I have heard of what him. he Love said. Him. He reverse engineered basketball success, and what he found out was that you get good players near the top of the draft, 
and you get better draft picks if you lose. Yep, yep. I, this is hard to follow. It's it's not something that's intuitively understood by said, every five-year-old Let's in remove America. luck from the equation and be so bad for so long right. that eventually we have to get an awesome thing. So here's what I'm going to do with baseball. With my, uh-huh. It's called the process. I want I want to make sure. Are you, are you following? Pro- I'm writing this down. It's the yes. process. So what... You get better players near the top of the baseball draft, uh-huh. so losing is actually good. I know that you try to you want to try to win as much as possible, uh, but losing is good because you get better draft picks. Yep. But it's also important to draft shrewdly in later rounds and then develop those players. And how long is this process going to? Well, I take? think I think there's no reason that any team owner in baseball shouldn't give me a 25-year contract. 25 years, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Because I was just say it had to be at least this process, years. the important thing, the other thing, important thing to understand about the process, and this is something I, I studied Sam Hinkie a lot, and this is an important part of his process, is that the worse things seem, the better things are. So if yeah, yeah. my baseball teams lose a lot. That's a good sign that the process is working. Um, it sounds like you have studied Sam Mickey, and I think that's something that you should be proud of. I yep. have as well, and I think you're right. The, the so timeline, I think that's what the Twins are doing. That's what I'm saying. It's it's called the process. It's and, also, they've are, are you've been consulting with uh, with the Twins. They've already taken in the process. Yeah. Well, I mean, have utilized. Some it. people say that the process seems obvious, but then why don't they do it, Brandon? That's that's the question I have for you. Why don't? Why doesn't everybody do it? It's so obvious. It's true. I'm, I'm, I pay attention to the Twins more than I'd say probably like 80 percent of fans. Uh, I still can't name two players that we picked up this year. Besides, I got Jason. I got Jay Castro. Yep. The end. I know um, there's some other guys. Vogel song. They made two acquisitions today. Matt Bezalee. Yep. They picked up, um, they re-signed our guy, Craig Breslow. Oh, yeah. That's right, Craig. Who's Craig now indeed. 42 years old. And um, the other one was all, um, Drew Stubbs, who becomes the Twins' most NASCAR-sounding player since Brad Radkin. Is it <laughs> Is it Drew Stubbs Jr.? Uh, no, that would help regular, a lot. It's just a regular <laughs> So I don't even know, if he, is he an infielder? Let's say he's an infielder. He's either an infielder, an outfielder, or a catcher. There we go. He's one of those three. Uh, okay, so when I hear the names, I can start to remember what, I can start to remember a little bit about them. I'm pretty sure Drew Stubbs is an outfielder. So I'm just going to fifth outfielder. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's no splashes coming. No, there? I, I don't think so. There's no splashes possible. Nope, it's not happening. Okay, so I uh, did you... Did you almost fall off your chair? Stu's leaving. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, did you almost fall off your chair when you saw uh, our friend Aaron's... Oh, the Toyota numbers? The baseball prospectus. Yeah, the Toyota. Uh, 79, right? 79 wins. So yeah, he's but weren't they about 79 last year, too? They were. So yeah. he's basically saying... They're an almost average team, and they have been for a few years. They had good luck one year and bad luck last year, and now they'll revert to being borderline. Their pitching will just be bad instead of historically bad. Yes, exactly. And the young players will improve. They do think the young players will improve. That part makes sense, but, boy, I don't know about the pitching. Yeah. I really don't. There's no hope for the pitching. Irv, Barrios... Garbage, just a- absolute. Yeah. Like the best case scenario would be career years 
from like four guys, and they're like, what would a what would a realistic but amazing season from Kyle Gibson be? Be like a 3.9 ERA, something 3. like point, that. I mean, that's 14 like, and 12. If you got it down to four, ERA. that would be impressive. It would be incredible, right? That's the best case scenario is a number four pitcher. The best case scenario case is, he is that he's not one of the 15 worst pitchers in the American League. And that's the same for Hector Santiago as well, essentially, yeah. right? And it's also the same for uh, for Phil Hughes, I think. Phil Hughes, uh, if, he, if he can pitch. The best case scenario for three guys is they're almost average. Yeah. And the, if you look at the lineup, I think we all, even as being optimists, are like, oh, pretty good lineup. That's, yeah. We're optimists. Pretty good lineup. It's yeah. not hard to squint to see that being a bad lineup. But it's, it's not also, enough to make up for The that other pitching. thing that's still true is that the defense is still terrible. Isn't it? Completely oh. true. Still, I mean, I, I have to look Assuming into, Buxton plays every day, that helps your outfield defense yeah. a lot. But, but it's that canceled without, out. Without Buxton. It's canceled out by Sano playing third because he's a terrible defender. It's not so good. bad. It's not good. It's bad. It's I, not good. It's bad. Uh, yes. I think we should personally blame Aaron. I mean, I don't think I, I, any I don't way. see why not. You remember... We should also mention... You remember when Bungo Park signed and we were excited... But all of the semi-racists in the twin fan base were like, oh, oh another fans, Oriental. Yeah. Yep. This is going to end just <laughs> like Nishioka. That's not the preferred nomenclature, dude. <laughs> also, dude. <laughs> and it's like, oh, dude, you can't say that. But they were like, oh, it's another Nishioka. Well, they're from different countries. Ah, big deal. They're all, et cetera. Yeah. It did turn out to be almost as much of a bust as Tsuyoshi Nishioka. Yes. I feel like it was not as much, but, but I think the reason was... I will always tie Nishioka to J.J. Hardy. Right. I feel like those trades were made in tandem. Even if I'm wrong, I don't need a correction. Wade, leave me alone. I feel like they traded Hardy because they knew they had Nishioka. So that makes it sound worse, whereas Bucknell Park was like, oh, this random dude's coming over from wherever. Made it a little bit better, but you're right. He was also a disaster. Um, John, did they get hot in here by Nelly out in Ortonville? Yeah, they actually got way too much of Nelly <laughs> in Ortonville. Like, we got not enough bone thugs in harmony and way too much Nelly. Not enough bone, too much Nelly. Is yeah. that what the um, summary is? Back when Twitter wasn't a nightmare machine, um, one time, I want to say 2009 or 2010, a radio station uh, went I off the air that. and just played this song 24 hours in a row on a loop. And everyone on Twitter said, you've got to go online and listen to this station. They're all just playing Nelly's Hot in Here. And it was a wonderful thing. Just listen to it over and over and over. so many times. Yes, I, I did. I was one of the many. So. And then Twitter got bad. I can't you know, remember why. One <laughs> of the many, many, many things that annoy me about life today is, and this is a white wine, and I shouldn't be sad about it, but it's just another thing on the list of things I'm sad about is I typically utilize Twitter for like 50% all of our friends talking to each other and 10% news and 40% comedians with just following comedians with our jokes. Yeah. 
I've had to unfollow or mute almost every single one of those comedians because they're not funny anymore. They're so angry. It's not their fault. They're just so mad. And it's like, God damn it, another thing that you ruined was Twitter. Yeah. Because everyone's so mad now. Yeah. I can't wait to get back to the days where people are just annoyed and not fuming with anger on a daily fucking basis. That low hum of annoyance about politicians is where it is like my dream scenario. And we'll, yeah. we're going to get there, America. God bless America. Someday we're going to get back there. Uh, okay, so did you Another guys... news of Klansman is the AG now, so... <laughs> <laughs> Until then! Won't be soon. It's not imminent, but it will... <laughs> yeah. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Um... So did you see the proposed Major League Baseball thing today, the new rule? The strike zone? No, not the strike zone, because I feel like that happens every year. Literally every year they talk about it. Talk about the strike zone. It's a pace of play. Until it's robot arms, I don't care about the strike zone, because they've shown, like, the umpire's going to call what they're going to call. No, the new one is the rule change that they're working on is considering starting extra innings with a guy on second. A ghost runner? No, a real runner. Real runner. Why? Starts. Why? What was wrong with extra innings? Well, I mean, no one likes them. I love extra innings. No, no one likes playing them. It's free baseball. Hey, you're you're like the number one guy that says ties are fine. I do say ties are fine. But baseball works. There's no reason to get rid of extra innings. I'm down. I think it's great. Not Why? So much. Well, it can be a drag. Extra innings. It won't kill your bullpen. That's it won't kill your bullpen, and I think another thing that baseball lacks, and it could just be me speaking. Wait, it is just me speaking. Um, there's not enough strategy in baseball. So I think that adds... It might immediately become a thing where it's very obvious what the strategy is. Yeah, everybody in the world is going to bunt to lead off the 10th then. Maybe. That's exactly what's going to happen. Maybe. You know what brings the kids in and gets people excited? Bunting. Yep. But it will get the game over. Deliberately trying to not hit the ball very far. That's what people love about baseball. But you never know. It's the top of the inning. You have a good hitter up. He won't bunt. So it kind of depends. It's sort of like when they say, I like the National League. Because of bunting. Because how every ninth guy is an automatic out. That's that's not strategy. I like that. Like you don't understand what the word strategy means if you think they all do the same exact thing in the same exact scenario. So that's possible that it becomes that, and that's fine. But in general, I think good. Just start it with a guy in second and see what happens. And because baseball, the worst thing about baseball is nobody on base. To me, anytime you get a guy on base. The worst thing about baseball is how slow it proceeds during the game. Yes, okay. But when there's a guy on base, you don't feel it as much because there's tension in the air of, like, what's going to happen here? Guy in first, not as fun. Guy in second, I'm a Twins fan, so I know that when there's a guy on base, he's going to score a run. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy's on first? All right, they're up one nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think it's sort of, I'm fine with it, but it doesn't really address, like you said... Just a bunch of time in between anything ever happening. So, I don't even know if you would... I think calling it a half measure is too nice. It's like a 10% measure. Who cares? I mean, it's fine. I'm fine with it. 
I'm down with it. I, I literally, I don't like this idea, but I would literally rather see the game end in a tie after nine innings. Okay. And see the tenth inning start with a guy on second. The uh, this would take a, this would take away from what? field position players pitching. Uh, I might. I do might. like that. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, that's gonna a lie bummer. That's a bummer. How about my idea? Um, only eight fielders. No shortstop. You can decide where oh, you want to put your fielders. Only eight Four fielders. fielders, two outfielders. Maybe. Maybe. Or, or four infielders, four outfielders, no catcher. <laughs> or same number of fielders, but one of them has to line up in foul territory besides the catcher. Possible. Tillman yeah. Young did that entirely in 2009. That's all he did. Yep. Eight fielders means That's what the uh, liquor was. there's a higher likelihood of if you, the three true outcomes is what we hate in baseball, right? I mean, home runs are fun, but they don't happen very much. We hate walks and we hate strikeouts. We like the ball in play. We like shit happening. So if you only have eight fielders, the the scale tips in the in favor of like just put the ball in play. That's what we loved about the '80s. Guys just putting the ball in play. I feel like happening. you're very near inventing the game of cricket here. <laughs> Maybe. Like it's a slippery slope, and three more rules changes later. You're like, you know, what we need no foul territory. That, you no foul territory me. at all. He swamped on me. Swamped on you. Yeah. Wow. I hate change. That was incredible. Well, yeah, I know it's kind of a silly thing, but like. The idea of incentivizing both the, incentivizing the offense to put the ball in play is what we want as fans. I don't know how to do that at all. You could go to like only three balls until a walk and only two strike, you know, until a strikeout, whatever. You could do that sort of stuff. That or we can eliminate forever. walks. No walks ever. No walks ever. Yeah. But everybody then, hates walks. Yeah, but there's going to be a million pitches per. Well, no, because then maybe. I mean, the strikes still there. exist. Strikeouts still exist. Yeah, but the, but the guys are just going to be nibbling. Just so much nibbling on the corners. Yeah. Okay, how about we eliminate walks and only seven batters? Seven fielders, excuse me. Seven fielders. I kind of. And no walks. What like, if. Get the fucking ball in play immediately. We eliminate foul territory and walks. All right, all right, all right. Now we're cooking. That works. We're cooking with gas. That works. That's better. We're gonna play baseball with cricket rules and see how this goes. Oh, you just basically did turn it into cricket. Yeah, I did. You? Yeah, and you, you were on board. Did. No, I didn't that's even. That's how it happens. That's how, that's how the slippery slope happens. I didn't understand. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Uh, okay, I think that's the only, the only thing I had on on the twins. This song, this song made it Ordenville too. Oh, this is. Oh, uh, but a G thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that's fantastic, John. We're happy for you. It's like every song has been a Nortonville song. So it's really just been you had a phone blind spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll write that down. It's the first of the month. Where? Yeah, a bone blind spot. Gotcha. Uh, John, temperature check on the Minnesota Wild. I think that Bruce Boudreau should be in charge of everything. Like, is it? Okay, so what I know he's Canadian, but he should be the president. What percentage of this is credit? Um, to Boudreaux, and what percentage is blame on Mike Yo? Well, I want to start out by saying that Mike Yo, I hope that he's embarrassed of himself every day he looks at the scoreboard. He looks up and sees the Wilder winning 5-1 to one with pretty much the exact same team that he could never get to score more than two goals. And I hope he feels shame. I'm sure no one's ever asked him about it, but have you you pay attention to the NHL obviously more than me, but do you know of any anybody saying like, hey dude? No, I don't think anyone would be that straight with him to be like, listen, uh, I, you're, 
this team sucked when you coached them, and now they're the best team in the league. Or they might be straight with him, and it might just be like, hey, man, I wish them all the luck. It's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, Duke's playing awesome. He's, he's, he's the coach of the Blues now, so there's yeah. no good way to answer that question. You know that you've sort of changed your tune. Is Dave still angry about the Wild Yes, Dave's guys? still okay. Everybody's... I think the most impressive thing to me about the Wild is with Yo, they'd lose a game, and then they'd lose four more right away. That's just the way they went. And now they have a painful loss, and they turn around the next night and have the grittiest comeback win you'll ever see in your life. And near as I can tell, that's all Boudreaux. Can we also um, make fun of the players for being at such a bunch of babies last year that they needed a coach to, to coach them up and have them not be a bunch of idiots? Can we make fun of them for that? I think we probably can. I'm just looking for things for you to continue to make fun of the Wild because they're actually good now. So I'm not. I'm not going to make fun of the Wild. It's exciting. Okay. I am confused about one thing. I looked at the schedule last night. Starting tonight, they have eight consecutive home games for some reason. They don't play a road game until February 28th. Yeah, until the end of the month. This is the All Star break. Who or does the, the All Star? Who does the NHL schedule? It makes no sense whatsoever. I'm telling you, it's that Barnum and Bailey's thing. No, there is no circus in the rest of the league. It's not like the whole There's rest a of the league. Car show in Denver. That's yeah. fucking everything up. Did you see the Home and Garden expanded their footprint by three times this year? That's yeah. the issue. Home and Garden. <laughs> home and Garden show. It's the St. Paul Winter Carnival. The, the wild request to be in town during the they whole day. They all got Chip and Joanna Gaines to show up, and they all sold out. They added an extra day, and it's so many everything issues. up. Okay, there John. is literally nothing in America that if Chip and Joanna Gaines show up, it wouldn't sell out. Seriously, it's insane. They are the most popular race. two people. The only thing is that would be the two, like, immovable force and unbeatable, whatever it is. You're saying you could not sell out a NASCAR race if Chip and Joanna Gaines were there? I'm saying there's nothing hotter and going up on the planet right now more than Chip and Joanna Gaines. And there's nothing less popular and getting less popular by the year than NASCAR. So it would be interesting to see the two of those collide and see what happens. What do you think would win out? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Are you, ki- are you kidding me? If they show up at Brickyard and they were expecting like 40% capacity, you think all of a sudden it would be like 90% capacity? I'm saying that... I know they're more popular than NASCAR, but I'm saying, like, percentage-wise, are they more popular than NASCAR is? You're saying if they had an event opposite Daytona, like, next door, would more people show up with Chip and Joanna Gaines? No, I'm saying... Or would more people show up at Daytona? Chip and Joanna would win for sure. Could Chip and Joanna Gaines save NASCAR? Yes, they absolutely could. They absolutely could. Gaines car would be the the most popular. Magnolia car. Magnolia car would be covered front to back and ship lab. barn doors racing around. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The track, the Shiplap Cup, Jimmy Johnson takes it. I don't even know, is that still a guy? Jimmy Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I think he's won six of the last seven titles. Wow, incredible. I think. Okay, so let's get back to the original question at hand. Uh, we always get on that Chip and Joanna Gaines talk, yeah, man. We just can't stop. We're into it. Uh, what percentage is Boudreaux's credit versus Yo's blade? Do you have a number? I want to split it right down the middle, 50-50. Okay. I want to point out that as good as Boudreaux is, Yo is terrible and should be ashamed of himself. I can't stress that enough. Yes. I want him to feel shame. I know he's a listener. And yep. his family, they're all listeners. Yep. So please get the message to Mike Yo. Be ashamed. Continue to be ashamed. Yes. Tell him to throw one of his temper tantrums. We don't to motivate know exactly how, how much shame you feel right now, but we're pretty sure you should feel more of it. Ladle with, it on. With his Ladle temper tantrums, didn't he like let like Russo know, like you know, tonight yep. I'm gonna do a temper tantrum before the. All right, guys, why don't you show up? Get your uh, bone. Come ready on, get it in gear. Jeez, you guys. It's pretty rare to see a guy so obviously overmatched in his job, and you see it happen while it's happening, and know. Yeah. This is bad. To like get, Kurt Rambis, remember that? I was, I was just going <laughs> to say, he's the hockey Kurt Rambis. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh boy, you poor yeah. guy, you don't belong it's here. Sad. It's not working. It's, no. wow. You look worse than Randy Whitman did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Randy Whitman got hired again. That's a high bar. Randy yeah. Whitman just with a confused look on his face. All the time. Every so moment of every Well, day. at least he could know enough to be exasperated to know what his guys were doing, whereas Rambis was like, I don't... I don't know. Is that bad? Why are... What's, how many I, guys do we have on the floor? I know that we're losing, but I don't know why. Does anybody we're have keys to Target Center? <laughs> i got to get to practice. I don't have Just keys. Just patting himself down. Oh, where? Where are those? I had another wild question, but I totally forgot. Oh, now I remember it. Um, the Wild... Uh, their best player, let's, say, let's just say goalies out of the equation. Okay. Their best position player is, well, let's say Ryan Suter, maybe. Suter? the best player. Yeah, we'll say Suter. And he was their position all-star this year. If we were ranking players in the NHL, where would he be ranking? I Only think Suter would arguably be a top five defenseman. Uh-huh. Definitely a top ten defenseman. Okay. Overall with players? Yes. Cool. Top 25. Top I think 25. he's one of the top 25 players in the NHL. So I know that hockey is different than other sports, but um, how often does a team actually win the cup with a player who is not, let's just use top 20, as a... Well, if we're taking goaltenders out of the equation, then that causes a lot of problems. Well, I guess I was just sort of using the the general belief that I, I learned it from you, Dad. That, I learned uh, it by watching you. Yeah, we learned it from watching you that goalies can be good or bad in the playoffs, and it doesn't really have as much of a tie to the regular season as you've been led to believe. So I'm trying to focus more on position players. How often does a team win the Stanley Cup with, with a guy outside of, let's say, the top 15? Is it fairly common? It seems like it is, but I just wanted yeah, to make sure. Yeah, I would sure. say that's fairly common. And it's that more like baseball, right? Where you don't need to have yeah, like a exactly. top five player in that's baseball to win it. It's more like baseball. Okay. 
So we should still feel faith. Well, we shouldn't feel faith according to according to you and Dave. Everything's going to not work yeah. out. But yeah. if we were going to ignore you and Dave, we should feel faith that like I know they were just okay last year, but they have enough guys playing a little bit better. There's so many of them that they are legitimate Stanley Cup the potential team. Right. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. That's great. I mean, at this point, they would be a favorite to at least reach the Stanley Cup. Yeah. They're the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah, right. they're, they're, like, they're like six hockey points ahead of Chicago, right? They're, man, yeah. they're playing tonight. That's right. So even if they lose tonight, they're still ahead of the Blackhawks by three or four hockey points. Hockey I think I think the Blackhawks is underrated as a racist name. It's super racist, isn't it? I felt bad saying it. That's well, why I had that word exactly. hesitation. Theoretically, the owner said he named it after an army unit or something like that, that he was part of in the Spanish-American War or something like that. Uh, but their mascot is a Native American. It's the same mascot that North Dakota caught exactly. eight times a hell for. Yeah, that's weird. I think we need to talk more about the Blackhawks being racist. Beehawks. Also the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I agree with all of those things. Wow, that's true. So woke. I'm even more woke than when I woke up. That is actually a daily goal for me. Yes. Get, get woke. Get woke, stay woke. You must be depressed a lot. Uh, actually, there's a huge burden in being woke, yeah. It's a one-way street. Yep. There's no way to get unwoke. You, you can know? never go back now. No. no. It's just like craft beer. Thanks to Twitter, I like, can't go back either. What am I going to do, either. not yeah. be into craft beer anymore? Like, you strange. can't go back It would be really it. strange if I wasn't into it now. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But you can, like, I can go back to drink a Coors Light, but I can't appreciate it. Like, yeah. oh, I don't no. give a shit about Coors Light. I'll, I'll never again, it. I'll never again have an opinion on the difference between Coors Light and Miller Light. Exactly. I'll never again really hard to do. feel strongly about that. Same with pants, right, guys? Once you get the good ones. I like my pants. Great pants. Brandon recommended these pants. Um, okay, really? so let me get back to... Hold on, I got one question. I just remembered my wife wanted me to ask Stu a question. Oh, yeah. On, on air? Stu, on camera? Yeah, on, on, on air. air. How was the murder mystery? It was pretty fun. All we, right. Yeah. Um, it turned out the billiards player did it. He was also a hitman. Ooh. Okay, so if we have any new listeners, I assume we have a bunch. We no, we don't. Listeners we, haven't had, we haven't had a single new listener since the first episode of the show. <laughs> okay. Literally, well, if you look at the numbers, they're exactly the same all the way from 1 through 196. We've our listenership remarkably well. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, so for anybody who usually listens but forgot last week, Stu's weekend preview was you were going to a murder mystery in Spicer, Minnesota. Correct. In Sean Spicer, Minnesota, which is full of angry, lying Irishmen. <laughs> Uh, so you that is Spicer. actually true. Sort of true, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so you went to a murder mystery on like Friday night or yes, something. Yes, Friday right? night. Yes. And my, I just want you to walk through like. My wife was particularly excited because it turns out that they, for my sister-in-law's 21st birthday, they went to Spicer for this murder mystery. Really? Thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was uh, interesting, I'll say that much. So you check in like a front, is it like in a hotel sort it's of It's a scene? bed and breakfast type bed of Bed and situation. breakfast, so you check in, and they're like, go get settled and come down here and we're going to start at 6, or whatever it is. Yeah, right? yeah. they have a little bar set up and a little, uh, the main room, and you go there and get tuned up. Then you go have your dinner, they serve it to you, it's a four-course dinner. And while you're doing that, they give you each scripts for your character that you like... Uh, have to like divulge certain things and um, you don't divulge them unless asked. Who are you? I was a doctor. 
Ooh. So they could have said... That was Dr. Malcolm Practice. <laughs> Malpractice. They love sure. their puns. Sure. Okay, so you could have presumably been the murderer. I tried to kill the man, yes. I poisoned his drink with uh, sleeping pills. So you were basically... But did you know never at drank the very it. beginning you were innocent? Or did you... No, I did not find out until the very last reveal. So you could have been it. Okay. Yes. So did you have to physically get up and pretend to poison the guy's drink? No, I didn't. I just had to like say like pieces of dialogue. And um, what I did to make it interesting for the home listener um, was that I changed my accent every time I had to say something. <laughs> so I started as a southern, you know, a southern yep. dandy. Then I went. I say, I say. Then I then, then I went Australian. <laughs> then I went full Norwegian. Can I hear your Australian accent? Crikey! <laughs> I've done poison me dingo. <laughs> Um, you were surprised that you poisoned your dingo. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Whoops. Um, yeah. Whoops. So that There's was an accident. A major Australia problem. I love this dingo. The, the, the humor return <laughs> or the return on that joke diminished greatly for everyone involved. <laughs> sure. 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 the, the last one I did in my regular voice. Which was also your Norwegian accent. Which is also my thick Norwegian accent, but still. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. So when did you find out who the murderer was? The last, uh, the, the fourth uh, set of instructions and dialogue. What time of night was this? Oh, it started at 8, we were done at 10. How oh, drunk so were you by right then? Yeah. I yeah. thought this, I, I'm sorry, I thought this was like a two-day affair. Oh, God, like, no, I would have died. I would I would have left. Was it bad? No, it was fun. It's just there was no way it was more than two hours worth of fun. Uh, it was two hours worth of fun. Yeah. So. It's like one of those escape room. Yeah, exactly. That. I was like, this is yeah. fun, but I if but you yeah. make me do yeah. another hour of this, I'm it's exactly yeah. it's exactly sixty minutes of fun yeah. to do those escape room things. Right. I mean, it's fun. I mean, the whole weekend was kind of fun because Spicer's a lake town, so in the summer or in the winter, I mean, it's not like there's like a ski hill. It's it's a it's you know it's a resort town, so you go there, and I mean, we had the Zorbas to ourselves oh, on Saturday. Yes. We found a nice little brewery in um, in uh, New London called Goat Ridge Brewing, um, which is not as good as Surly, but it was a nice little you know small town brewery. That's right. where we played Settlers of Catan. For oh three hours. yeah, great game. Did you yeah, play it, John? I don't understand board games. Oh, they, at all? In they, had a, they had a whole I bunch don't, of board games there. We played some What's the point of Settlers of Catan? It's like Risk. You got cheap and you got wheat and you try to trade them? No, it's like Risk. No, no, no. You got to try to build. It's sort of like a combination of Risk and Monopoly where you're trying to build properties to get points. To, it's a great board game. It Brandon, is super, super I say this as someone who likes watching five-day cricket matches. Yeah. That sounds like the most boring thing that exists on the face of the Here's earth. Here's the thing, John. All that we want to be doing as human beings is sitting and drinking beer mm -hmm. with our people that we care about. Yes. Oh, and yeah. And the other kids. You had Anything? me up until number three right there. <laughs> sitting, I was like, yep, love sitting. Drinking <laughs> beer? Huh? Yep. With people? No. Oh, you're close. <laughs> okay, you're so close you can just listen one. along. But that's really what life is about. Sitting, drinking, with people you care about. So anything that you can do as an excuse to, to make that happen more often is a good thing. That's why cards are so great. I don't actually give the, a shit about poker, but I do like sitting around with my buddies and drinking beer and listening to the music and chilling with them. So cards are great. So board games to me is the same thing. It's like if we don't have this, then we're just sitting at a table and we're like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to bed. Or as you would do, I'm going to go watch some cricket by myself. So it really is that third. Glorious. Now that I think about it, it's that third ingredient of what yep. I just said about it. It's the being around people that you're like, oh, no, fuck this. I'm going to start. So you probably like Settlers Catan if it was like a words with friends concept. of like on your app. It, it was you about the All Blacks rugby team or something. Sure, like sure. 
That sounds interesting. That sounds better. You're not racist. No, no, no. Yeah. Surprisingly few of the All Blacks are black. Exactly. Not racist. Surprisingly few? Well, nowadays it's probably a normal number. Normal number. You gotta remember with New Zealand it's all white people or Samoan people. That's what I was gonna say. I thought yeah. that. They're either natives or they're white guys. It no used black to be guys that, are gonna be like, oh, all black, I'll play for them. It used to be that, that it weird. was like all white guys, which is strange. But now they're just the best rugby team in the world. Okay, so we have been established that the murder mystery was fun. Yeah. Um, I had another last wild question. Boy, that was a oh, wow. Boy, Holy shit. We you really... We got there, though. The one thing that I've been... I think that most wild fans have been obviously not sure about since the beginning of, like, they're the same team, uh, is that a couple years... Actually, it may have been last year or the year before, uh, NBA... And there's probably... I'm sure examples in Major League Baseball... Um, or I don't know let's just say I'm going to use the NBA as an example the Atlanta Hawks were a one seed in the east and the Cleveland Cavaliers were a two seed or it was the Miami Heat whatever whenever LeBron was on one of those teams and so they were one seed and they were having this fucking great season an unbelievable season the best season that they've ever had in their franchise and basically like four people thought they could actually win it all Yep. Even though they're having a great regular season, people are like, doesn't fucking matter, dude. You don't have LeBron. You fucking suck. It does not matter how many. They won like 60 games. And they were the one seed. And they had home court advantage. And they got fucking annihilated, right? Yep. So I just wanted to make sure that this was not one of those scenarios where it was like, sure, the Wild are better this year. That's amazing. But the Blackhawks are still the best, and the Blackhawks are going to fucking... No, off the ice with them. Unless there's a significant injury that affects the final standings, like if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze had both missed the first 50 games of the season and we're just now getting back, Good. and you can point to something like that where you're like, oh, this is how this team is very different than the regular season. Every year the teams that are good in the regular season are favored in the playoffs. Oh, okay, good. So there's not one of those scenarios. Again, I think no, it's, it's sort not of the one same question that I had at the beginning of like, well, if you don't have a top 10 guy, does it really matter? I kind of like that it doesn't matter. I think the NHL and the Major League Baseball models are, are more exciting in that sort of way. Even baseball, it's like if you don't have three good pitchers, everyone's like, uh, I don't know if they're built to succeed in the playoffs. Yeah, that's ball. true. It's really about three good pitchers. With, I mean, the NHL, the margins are so fine that the teams that are best over the regular season are naturally also going to be best during the playoffs. Now, right. the one caveat to that is goaltending. But if you have a the... goaltender that's traditionally great, a lot of people are going to look and say, well, I know the Rangers struggle a little bit, but they've got Henrik Lundqvist. So they could theoretically be favored in any playoff series they play. So the Wild are the potentially on the opposite end of that coin, or the opposite side of that coin, maybe. No, like, I mean... But it, they've been great because... Well, that actually is not true anymore, right? I mean, that was if, at the very beginning, that's what we said, right? If was, they go into the playoffs and Dubnik's been terrible for 10 games, yep. they're not going to be one of the favorites because everyone's going to be like, well, they lost 7 to 10. They've given up four and a half goals every game. Well, that was like that last year. And, and uh, or was it can score? Hold on one sec. Okay. All right, keep going. Okay, so I feel like that happened last year where there was a team, and I don't remember for sure if it was the Blues or the Stars or somebody else, of like, 
their goalie sucks so bad. It doesn't matter how many goals, goals they score. Right. It was one of those That's two usually teams. Dallas. Okay, so usually I think it may Dallas. have been Dallas. It was last year or the year before or something. And it was right. It was completely right. Everybody was like, yeah, see, I told you. I told you these guys fucking suck, and they did. So, okay. So that makes me feel better about the Wild. I feel better. Yeah, we know they're a good team. This is amazing. Watch, the, watch the how Dubnik plays the at the end of the has season. has been flipped. It has. John has made us feel better about the Wild and not worse. It's almost like all the way months. along I was very level-headed about it. Uh, but you guys seized on one thing and then you look like a jerk. from his eyes on the road to Damascus. <laughs> or I guess Dawson Boyd to make it more. <laughs> I'll agree with the almost in that sentence. It's the only word I'll actually agree with. Uh, all right. So we are coming up on almost an hour. Um, I have a couple FAQs for the Wolves. Our listeners wrote in again. Um, hey, Brandon. What's up, B? How big is this uh, Zach Levine loss? You know, it's, it's a nice excuse for us to tank as a team. But really, he kind of sucked to begin with, so it shouldn't actually... Yes, thank you. Um, that shouldn't actually affect uh, how good or bad they're going to be for the rest of the season. I think it, this could be the last nail in the Levine coffin if they're exactly the same as they were with Levine. People love scorers, man. He's got a 15-year career in front of him, no matter fucking what his plus-minus is for the rest of time. I don't think anybody's going to care. Jamal Fair Crawford. Enough. Okay, number two. Hey, so you want me to read these questions? No, 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 no. I'm definitely reading questions that actually were asked and not making them up. Before you ask, that's, hey, yo, what's up, B? What's up, brother? This doesn't sound like you. Uh, we signed Lance Stevenson to a 10-day contract. What you think about that? Let's back up. I have a different question. Who is Lance Stevenson? Lance Stevenson is a wing um, he was the guy who blew in LeBron's ear in that one playoff For game. the Indiana Pacers years ago. Oh, that was ago. pretty great. He is, All right, I like Lance Stevenson. I, no, I think he's also a domestic abuser. So. All right, I hate Lance Stevenson. Okay. We, Boy, we I really turned around on that. Check on that one. We definitely hate Lance Stevenson. He is a, I would say, top five knucklehead in the league. Really? Just a, just a douchebag. Is he's, he a sportive knucklehead or a knucklehead No, knucklehead? no, no. He's a, I don't know. Okay, so let's say knucklehead is maybe sort of secretly complimentary. He's a jackass. Wait, okay. He's a jackass. Right. He's just an idiot. He's a dumbass. I don't like him. He's one of those guys where... He's got an off-court trouble section on his Wikipedia page. All right, well... He's one of those guys where you go, you love to have him on your team and you hate... Which is actually code for, like, no, you just legitimately hate him. Yep. And you're such a crazy fucking fanatic that you excuse it when he's on your team. You but tolerate him if he's on your it. team. He's, stu- he, he's, a, he's a jackass, and I don't want him on the team, so... On court for groping a 17-year-old inside the school and a third-degree assault after pushing his girlfriend down a flight of stairs. We don't like anyway. we don't like him at all. And also on court, Thanks he's been lot, shitty. Dibs. He's been shitty on court too. I understand. Like if you look on paper, if you don't look up that off-court issue, if you are squinting on paper, hard, that's not a personal history of Lance Stevenson. Yeah, if you're missing that and you squint hard at the the good things, you'd say he's a playmaker who's a really good defensive wing. On paper... Who pushed his girlfriend down a flight of stairs. Right. Charges were dismissed. Oh, well. So that makes it better. And that's only if you look at the positive. That was like three years ago when he was an actual positive encore presence. Um, and he hasn't been that for a long time, so I'm bummed about that. Thank you, listener, for uh, asking me that question. 
another listener. Yo, sub B. How you living? Uh, Clarence has been trolling people online saying, I see Wolves fans talking about next year is going to be the year when they're better. And he's saying, no, they're not. Uh, that's a great question. That it wasn't actually a question, but that for sure happened. Uh, I know not to feed the trolls, and Clarence is trolling me and trolling everybody else, but I think one thing to keep in mind as a Wolves fan, as opposed to all the other sports, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, is that Wolves fans, what makes us different than Twins, Vikings, Wild, is that we know for a fact we're never going to win the championship. Like, that's... That's for a fact. I could, I'm planning to live to 100, I'm hoping. But I'm planning on it, so that's 64 more years. I'm never going to see a championship, and that's fine. I, I don't watch the Wolves to have a championship. So I know next year is not going to be the year or the year after that or the year after that to win it all. So, um, again, you know, I understand that. I understand that because that's exactly how I feel about gopher football. I want them to be good, but they're never going to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to happen. And I think there's something to be said about that's why you should watch sports. If you were told right now that the Minnesota Vikings, and, you know, we make jokes, that'll never happen, but the Minnesota Vikings, I'm God. I can guarantee you until the day you die, they will never win a Super Bowl. Would you stop watching them? No, I'd watch every game from now until I die. Exactly, Because that's right? what you do. with the, You don't watch the Vikings because it's enjoyable. No. If no. you did that, you'd never watch the Vikings. That's not or, why you do it. So I think, and I think that that um, understanding or belief is known by Wolves fans more than any other fans here of like, I don't care if they don't win at all. I'm not, I mean, I want them to. But I don't give a shit that they don't. I just want to enjoy my time watching the NBA. So like. Again, Clarence Swamptoon? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Swampton. Swampton. Clarence? Thanks, Stu. Clarice Swampton. Uh, Yes. Okay. All right. So I have uh, a few more actual fan mail questions. We put a call out today. uh, And so I want to do a quick lightning round of fan mail, and then we can get into anything else you guys want to talk about. All right. Let's be done. All right. Uh, Tim asked, and I'm paraphrasing all of these, which is separate from the previous round, which was actual oh, questions, questions, and I read every word. Yeah, verbatim. Uh, Tim asks, is the United actually a thing that's going to happen? And if so, why, won't they, why don't they want anyone to know about it? I think that sounds like we have a very huge thing about to happen in like a month or six weeks, and it doesn't feel that way to local fans. And why would that be? We're going to ask our chief soccer correspondent, John. I don't know the answer to that because it makes no sense to me. So you think there's been a ton it's, of press and coverage and all no, that? No, that's not it, not it at all. I think that for some reason, Minnesota United seems to not really care if anybody knows that the season's about to start. I, I'm not sure where they're going with that, to be honest Oh, you're on it. Tim's side. They're, yeah, they're not doing a lot of advertising. They're not, they've sold, uh, the stat that I saw the other day was, Atlanta, who is also an expansion team, has sold 27,000 season tickets. Wow. 27,000. Minnesota. Atlanta. Minnesota has sold 7,000. Huh. I'm, I'm gotta, appalled in a couple of different directions on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. It's, they're not doing a lot of advertising. They're not doing a lot of publicity. I don't know if they're planning to, like, in the week leading up to it, but you, you have no idea how many people around town are like, 
So do they still have a soccer team? I think, I heard, are they playing this year? Or, and that makes no sense to me. They got, they start three weeks from Friday. Let me ask you a question about. It's 22 days away. It's, Jesus. 22 days from the start of MLS. That's fucking incredible. You, you had no idea. No, You're I had no idea. Fan. Stu's a sports fan. And I like I soccer. Stu I'm works a soccer for, yeah. supporter. I love Stu the works for a craft brewery. That's like a mile and a half from where they're playing. Exactly. Probably have a lot of tailgating opportunities here. Stu had no idea about that. Let me ask you, on like just a an oversimplification level, um, on a scale of one to ten of a sport or a team's importance in the market, ten is the Vikings, right. or like the Buffalo Bills, or like the most you could possibly be, and one is like uh, um, still on the spectrum of like maybe. Women's volleyball or something that like okay cool this is fun we you know it's it's on the spectrum of things that we care about but Where, put the links on the spectrum that'll give me a good so sense. I would put I, I'm I'm just making this up as I go so this is a very terrible bit um, I would so on that spectrum I would put the twins at like an eight that's fair and I would put the wild at a six. And the I'd wolves. put the Wild one notch higher at a seven. Okay, so Wild at seven and Wolves at five or six? Maybe six. Wolves at six, and then I'll put the Lynx at, like, three. Okay. In terms of just you randomly pull 100 people, do they give a shit about the outcome? Where do you think the United are now and in your, like, just sort of, not even dream state, but, like, where you expect them to fall in four years well, on that spectrum? That's kind of an interesting question because... When they first announced that they were going to MLS, it, it seemed like it was going to happen, but when it happened, I thought, this is going to be fun, because I thought that for the first time, the pro soccer team here would be like a 5 or a 6 on that scale. I didn't expect them to be a 10 or an 8 or a 7, but right in the middle of that, about as important to the Wolves, maybe a notch below the Wolves, maybe a notch above the Lynx. Sure. And for somebody who used to go to games when there were 500 people there, that was really exciting. Oh, I bet. But now, the way the way that it feels right now, they're like a two. It does feel that way, and I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like missing something. I don't know what's going on. I really, I really don't understand why they're not pushing it more, or it seems like they're not pushing Is it, it more. Is it budget? Probably. I mean, they're not going to make any money this year. They're they're playing in a rented stadium. They they don't have their stadium going on. But if you were going to make money. You'd never started a pro soccer team in the first place. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, even NFL teams don't make a lot of money. It's just that the franchise values keep going through the roof. Sure. And so you make money from the investment, not from the income. But all the dead bodies buried underneath the stadium yeah. for the mob. and all, You make money on that, of course. So I, I, reali ask Ziggy. I realize <laughs> that this is an overreaction. But right now, my main concern is that the stadium that they're building in St. Paul will never happen, that they'll be playing at TCF Bank Stadium or U.S. Bank Stadium for about four or five years. They're, they'll keep expanding MLS till they get to 30 teams or something like that, or 32, and then Minnesota will be one of the first teams to move. That's my fear right now. I don't think you have to squint too hard to understand that, but I hope that, that, I hope that it is a fear and it is very temporary because I do feel like the level of people who care about and are interested in soccer continues to grow. Yeah, trending upwards. 
at all times. Maybe not at this astronomical, like, holy shit, this is the whole new thing. It's more of, like, actually in a better way of, like, this slow thing of, like, yep. no, this is just a good part of our lives. We like it. Yeah. So I hope that you're wrong. I was surprised. Uh, last week, I bought tickets to the home opener. Okay. We're talking four weeks from the home opener. And I thought, when I got this email, it said, hey, tickets are on sale. Why don't you come get tickets? I thought, well... I wonder what seats will be left. Because it's the first game of a new professional team. I thought that they were thinking they'd sell all 50,000 seats at TCF Bank Stadium. So I went online and did my little search. The seats I got are in the first row of the upper deck on the midfield line, right where the most expensive seats for, like, a football game would be. Right. This is three and a half weeks before the season opener. Now that I think about it, I, and I think like a marketer, I am a marketer. You are a marketer. I use you the know brain all about omni-channel stuff. Um, this isn't omni-channel. This is anti-channel. I'm sure this conversation happened and was made by people a million times more informed than me. But I feel like they probably should have just completely rebranded and started over and tried to treat this as like this is a completely new thing and not well, like they did rebrand four years ago. Yeah, no, but I mean like it's MLS. Let's pretend like. Our team has never existed before, and you're going to get a ton of interest and activity just by them thinking, like, oh, wow, new new thing. Wow, I'd never heard of this before. Not like they moved up a league. The problem is because it feels like one of those things where, like, it's a double-A team, now they're a triple-A team. And you go, what? I don't, what? In a different league? I, one, what do I care? The one problem with that is, for those of us who've been fans for a while, no matter everyone had sort of heard of them but knew nothing about them. So they were the Thunder, and then they became the Stars. And then people would say to me, oh, I thought they were the Thunder. And then after that, they, became, they went from the Stars to being United. You're right. That is and people an immediately thing. were like, I thought they were the Stars. Yeah, you like, people you didn't even that. know had ever heard of soccer were like, oh, I thought they were the Stars. And so it would have been the same thing. Like, weren't they the Loons? Yep. You're right. That's a really important thing. I just think on the other end of you are interested in a thing, and we're all guilty of this. And we assume everybody else knows about this thing and thinks about it and talks about it, whatever else. There's this old statement by uh, our guy, our, fa- our hero, Ron Reagan. I <laughs> uh, was talking to a speechwriter, and the speechwriter was like, I keep saying this same, I don't know what, it, what his tagline was or what is. It's morning in America. Something. And he's like, I keep saying this same thing. Nuns, but no one's going to care because yeah. I smile a lot. I don't have Alzheimer's, I won't admit AIDS, something. Like, one of those things that he had said, and the speechwriter was like, I have said this same fucking thing over and over and over in every single speech. And he goes, what you have to remember about the Mary, about, maybe he didn't say the American people, but you have to remember is, once you get to a point where you don't feel like you can say it ever again because you've said it so many times, that's the first time someone else actually hears you. Mm -hmm. And it's like a brilliant thing to think about in marketing or in anything else that you do is like, no one gives a shit what you're doing, right? You have to assume that the, the vast majority of the public has other shit going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to balance what you're talking about, uh, people being like, what are you? Is this new or different? I feel like you guys change every other year. With the other side of people, a bunch of people who are like, I didn't even know we had a soccer team. I had never heard of that. You know, so you could have gotten some press out of it. So who knows? I anyway, mean, I, I don't get, I don't understand where it's going. people know more than me. My brother and Clarence were on Twitter today trying to troll me about the team barely getting a team put together before the season started. Like, the only thing that's going reasonably well is actually assembling the team that will play 
on the field. Okay, so the team will be fine, they, you think? I, I think they'll be bad, but they won't be historically bad. For okay. an expansion team, that's not a terrible thing. Sure. I don't necessarily think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that they won't be the worst team in the league. But again, in year one, that's not that big of yeah, a deal. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. The most important thing is we need people around. Yeah, like everything else that's going on seems terrible. They don't have, they have not announced what channel their games will be on this year, for example. The season starts in three weeks, Brandon. Yeah, I think that you should probably. Somebody asked me, Brian Moen asked me today on Twitter, hey, what channel are their games on? Nobody knows. They literally don't know yet. That sucks, man. Well, if they do, they haven't announced it. I feel like Why this is a good market to like, be a good soccer market. I'm, I am in the prime demographic. I have. I love sports. I live urban living. You know me. Yep. You know Pucci. You love trains. Close. Love French bread. Yep. Love trains. Baguettes. Baguettes. I love berets. Wilco. Striped scarves. The Democratic Party. Big city feels. I love all that. I have two kids. It feels like a family-friendly, yeah. right. more, at least more than, like, the Vikings or whatever else, right? I have to assume that they're, like, turning off all marketing to parents. Yeah, like, for <laughs> kids, baseball is boring, and if you take your kids to a Vikings game, they'll be stolen mm-hmm. from you, and you'll never see them again. <laughs> By a guy dressed in purple, or painted purple, painted in a van. Purple. But you take your kids to a United game, and they'll be interested. I feel like yeah. that's a pitch. Like, yep. it's a very simple thing. I should have seen marketing. And I, I, don't, I just don't think I have yet. If you've so. lost Brandon, you've lost America. Mm-hmm. It's true in so many different ways. Okay, so that's a good question. We know Durkey's, we know Durkey's listening. Tim's, Get on that, Durkey. He's angry. Tim, thank you so much for your question. Uh, our friend Christian Growlers, cool or nah? Stu, I want you to answer this. Okay. Are you a Growler fan? Like the magazine or getting beer in a Growler? No, I know you're a fan of Growler magazine. Yeah, because they pay me. Yeah, they, GrowlerMag.com pays you. You yes, love them. they're good people. Actual growlers in your life. Do you use them? Yes, I do. So you're. Can you, you get a growler them. at Surly Brewing? You cannot. We're too big now. Really? I think 2008 we sold too much beer. Oh, I didn't know there was a rule that if you sold yeah. too much beer, you could a weird antiquated. Yeah, Fulton um, quit like six months ago, I think. They got too big. Because Surly is the best brewery in Minneapolis. Goddamn right they are. We are the unsanctioned official, official podcast. The unsanctioned podcast official podcast of Surly, of Surly Brewing. Yep. But yeah, um, when you reach a certain point of how many beer you, how much beer you sell, you cannot do growler sales anymore. No, I didn't know that. The more you know. This is the first time I'm hearing this thing that everyone good, else already knew. It's a good problem to have. John, you become so popular, you actually have to sell your beer in a different way. John, do you use growlers? No, I don't. I've never done that. Should yeah. I do that? Uh, Stu, should I do that? That's the question from Christian. You should do it if you're going to drink it in like five, like three to five days. Why would I not just go to the liquor store and buy a... Because you're going to get, in theory, fresher beer that way. Uh, fresher and cheaper. Fresher and cheaper, yes. Once it's you've sort of the, the concept thing. of like pitchers versus pints, right? Right. Of like, it's cheaper. Right. You just got to buy more of it and be ready to drink it. The only time I ever drank pitchers in my life was at the Duluth Athletic Club. After a UMD hockey game. Okay. It smelled like a pool, and they had giant pitchers for $3. That's exactly and what that remem- place was like. I don't remember a lot about anything that happened after that. You're going to be shocked to hear it, but I don't think it's around anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it might be. I don't know. No one is listening anymore in general, and especially not <laughs> that it has any intimate knowledge of what Duluth is like anymore. Uh, okay. It was on a hill. I remember that. Uh, yeah, that's true. It was on a hill. 
I, I've been there many. I was there many times my senior year of college. Duluth Athletic Club. If you're out there and listening, we'd love to record a podcast at your yeah. possibly non-existent bar. I don't I, think Clarence would make it to Duluth. No, personally. I don't think so. If the Duluth Athletic Club still exists, which is like five percent yep. chance, yep. and the like, general manager listens and writes to us. Then I think we should commit to going yep, up there. Yep, with his five favorite Gilmore Girls episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm committing right now. If all that happens, I will absolutely drive to Duluth. The more I think about it, I'm like 98 percent chance that that is not open at yep, all anymore. That's, right, that's, so that's good. Great. Uh, okay, so we have two more questions, and then we'll get out of here, everybody. Number one, this is directed to John. It's from our friend Justin. Can Gopher Hockey make the Frozen Four? Uh, is Gopher Hockey? Well, they disbanded still? the team, so I don't yeah, think I they don't, can. They can't possibly. Um, can they put together an intramural squad? I'm going to say yes. They can. They can They're allowed to. They're allowed to enter their names. They have to make enough money like a softball team. They are team a sanctioned and like to NCAA go to hockey team. Vegas for a I'm going to need to see the receipts on that, John. I don't <laughs> really think they exist. Now, here's the problem. There's other teams from Minnesota that play college hockey, and if Minnesota plays any of those, they will lose. Okay. Because Barry Alvarez ruined Gopher hockey. Yep. We were right about that. So, Justin, I'm sorry. They can but won't. And they have, okay, so what are the odds right now that they make the Frozen Four? Nine to one. Nine to one odds. Nine to one against. No shit. All right, last question. From uh, Clarice Swampton. Oh, no. Is this also directed to me? God, what did he do now? Who is he trolling? Just I like mozzarella sticks, but I enjoy the plank version of mozzarella sticks versus the circle. That's actually not a question at all. I don't know. I think he just that wanted us to Clarence? tell us. Yeah, Clarice. It's because it's less Swampton or something, or what? I have no idea. That's weird. It doesn't make any I sense think I to agree me. With him. More, I like the plank ones better, too. Less cheese, more breading? It's more surface area for marinara sauce. Because it's really not about the cheese, right? Yeah, that's if you're more of the marinara guy than the cheese yeah. guy. Then if I you guess, got yeah. served a plate of mozzarella sticks on a prank that actually didn't have any cheese inside, You'd be like, what? Okay, I'll eat them all. Yeah, you wouldn't notice very much. If you got a, a prank plate. It's like if you eliminate the warmness and the breading, what you're eating is string cheese. If you got mm-hmm. a plank. And nobody just sits down and is like, I want 10 things of string cheese. Right. But I like the plank better than the regular round. Right, so if you got a prank plate of plank non-breaded plate. Plate. mozzarella sticks, you would burn the restaurant to the ground immediately. I think so. Within well, what you'd have seconds. is a basket of melted cheese. You just have melted cheese, like and as you were saying, Wisconsin. string cheese, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're, uh, we're adults with functioning brains. That's the last fan mail that I had, which wasn't even a question. I actually should not have addressed that. Like planks, huh? Okay. He likes the. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. But anyway, he probably doesn't like marinara sauce, though. No, he likes he salsa, has right? To, right. He likes I, salsa and marinara is no, basically. No, he likes marinara sauce. He likes pizza. That's similar okay. to marinara sauce. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hard to he say. I mean, to. He's the Midwest's foremost food baby, he so <laughs> it's hard to say one way or the other if he We're actually likes We're at the point it. of one the, the podcast where we speculate on what Clarence likes. Yeah, yeah. It is weird about food is that it's super subjective and also almost universal in almost everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Like, almost all of us like the same shit, which is super weird. But we all have our, our little tiny quirks, except he has just a million of them. 
Anything he's nothing but food, baby. There's no other way around it. You know, well, I mean, Randy from Twitter asked me if he likes cauliflower rice or is aware of cauliflower rice. I just don't think, I don't even think his mind could re- comprehend that. I, I feel actually, like he would hate cauliflower. It's like telling a caveman about a cell phone. It's just there's no way uh-huh. that his, his brain can process that. I drive here in my Mercedes and I'm confused at this big <laughs> world. What is happening? <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. I'm done. Goodbye, Any parting shots? Uh, drinks early? Drinks early. Drinks early. Thank you, Surly, for hosting us. Thank you Even so much. Not throwing us out. And, uh, and for the one lady who was very nice to us about the podcast. I don't even think she knows that Stu's an employee here. That's how I don't think Stu so either. I just started. I just started. It's my third day. But can we'll we be park, back. Can we park in the employee parking lot next time? I, you, you know, you probably can. We I'll, talk, I'll talk to some I people. <laughs> we're unsanctioned, but we're official. Because if I start walking now, I might be back at my car by tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's okay. Very popular place. All right. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 